Okay, so uh, I'm really glad we were able to have this conversation. Um, Me too, man. Why don't, um, just for people who listen to this, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey there, my name is Wilson Taylor. Um, I wrote in a shockingly negative and uh, and uh, kind of vindictive article on Medium. Would you call it an article? I just call it a piece. On Medium about Y2K. I've also worked on other stuff. I wrote Animal Lover and No Girl on Steam, and I'm currently working on Deep Night Detective. Awesome. Um, okay, so before we start, I have like a, just a few like general questions I want to ask you. Um, sure. The first thing is, have you played Y2K? I have played the first like two hours of it. Okay, cool. So um, that answers the second question. How did you first hear about Y2K? Um, well, I guess what I, I how did I first hear about it? I unfortunately and this maybe should reveal something something i'm not totally proud of is that i first heard about it getting memed on i first heard about it from the from the big internet outrage that uh, that you'd mentioned on uh, dick masterson's podcast correct uh, yeah. and i got whipped up into the fervor because a lot of the jokes people were making were funny even if i didn't understand the full context yeah but totally I'd, I'd understood it as uh as a game that everybody was enjoying shitting on right so um what do I look like? Do you have any idea what I look like? Uh, I don't. Okay. Are you aware of the self-insert meme that Y2K features a protagonist yes, who is designed I've, I've, to look like the writer? I am. Okay. So one thing that I want to clarify to anyone who listens to this is unfortunately I do not have red hair and I don't have a beautiful thick lush beard like Alex. And I and have twenty twenty jawline, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And I have um twenty twenty vision, so I don't need glasses. So visually I am as far away from Alex as possible. Okay. So that's one thing, one meme that I would prefer if it were to die because that's a real person <laughs> that people are using an image of. And there's a cosplayer um who was a fan of the game and really excited about it. That when people um first started spreading misinformation about the game when it first came out. Um, they spread this image of this this poor guy, and it was going around that he was the writer of this this oh, game. No. Yeah. So then, um, whenever you hear like the self insert meme, it's always paired with this is proof because the writer looks just like the character, and here is oh. an image of of you know of the writer who is in fact a cosplayer. Actually, if I may. Yeah. What I'm worried about in that regard. Okay. Obviously, this. Poor cosplayer. Whoever the hell this guy is, he doesn't... And neither of you deserve to be rounded up into everybody's attempting to dunk on this. But I also can understand from what I've experienced of the game's writing so far why I can imagine somebody thinks it's a self-insert and it's not for the usual Mary Sue reasons. Uh, if you don't mind that I go off just for a minute. I yeah, I would is, love to hear, uh, hear where that misconception is coming from. Okay. It's because... You've spoken about uh, how you would like uh, you would like the main character to be considered this sort of a, a, a this well to for the audience to understand that he's kind of a monster, and I understand where that's coming from, but also you you begin the story with him displaying primarily good traits. In fact, as I recall, the first thing he says is something to the lines of he's just finished school, if not a little later than he usually would, but he is optimistic about adult life, even if it's going to be hard. Those are very positive traits. That's a very, in fact, it uh, endeared me to the character at first 
which means that some of the hints of negativity I was getting from him kind of sidelined me, and I think that might have an opportunity to set off people's Mary Sue alarm, which is something people are way more sensitive about these days than with classical literature. Because it's, it's they... interesting, though, because if um, the way he behaves, even within the first two hours of the game, um, he's he's you know he's a very flawed character. He um, he says a lot of really mean things to his friends, and you you probably haven't gotten there yet. I've gotten to. Uh, I thought when he was entering the arcade, I thought he was being a little presumptuous. Yep. But so far, I'd seen uh, character building flaw. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, go. On. No, it's fine. So um, basically, just just to to back up a little bit, um, when the game was first released, um, launch day comes around. You know, we're seeing like seeing you know a lot of um, a lot of you know positive feedback on the game. Uh, you know, reviews ranging from like seven point five to like nine, and you know they all had a bunch of a bunch of criticism that was you know extremely valid. Things like um, you know about the the balancing, some dungeons being slow, issues with the pacing, um, issues with some of the dialogue being corny, things like that. All types of criticism that are super valuable as a game developer um, that you can build from. Um, but then comes along what's a seemingly a misinformation campaign. The first of which is that the game contains references to pedophilia. And that... I, I had not heard of that one. Yeah. That there was, is one that I ran across that I had an immediate negative reaction to, which was um, your use of the symbolism rego- regarding uh, uh, Semi as being somehow insensitive, which I, even from the beginning, even when I'd gotten wrapped up into this, this meme campaign, mm-hmm. I, from the beginning, I thought, well, yeah, he's using that as a symbol. I, but I saw everybody gathering around it to say, this is why the game is problematic or why it's yada, yada, yada. Right. So I think that there's some legitimate concern that I think comes from a good place when people worry that um, the game is insensitive to uh, Elisa Lamb, whose whose death inspired some elements of the story, particularly the culture um, that popped up around her Elisa Lamb's death. Um, there was a Chinese message board where people created a bunch of really strange conspiracy theories about it. And when I well, first, it's an eminently fascinating story. It is, yeah. So. You know, the characters in Y2K, rather than my attempting, my attempt was whether or not I pulled this off, you know, is, is up to interpretation. Um, sure. But my my hope was to write about the types of people who become obsessed with true crime, the types of people who, you know, were avid fans of serial, um, the types of people who would get so okay. invested in something like making a murderer. And I, I find those types of people really interesting. And I've talked in the past about how, like, you know, I was very interested in that case, but more from the perspective of the way that other people handled it. So my idea was to create a game where you could explore the types of people and the reasons why they get interested, um, you know, in, like, things that involve the occult or things that seem supernatural or um, people's deaths that are very difficult to explain using like a traditional logic. So that that uh, was my hope. 
um, whether or not, you know, that was accomplished, you know, that's, that's going to be up to, you know, the player. If you, if you don't mind me saying, of course, uh, I would actually go a little further than you and say, I think the idea is that, I think the idea that is, that it's problematic, whether you pulled it off or not, is an ill-informed one. I think that I, 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 I again, I want to strike back as hard as I can against the idea that using that using or referencing Alicia Lamb's uh, death is somehow inherently problematic, whether you do a good job of it or not. I don't, I don't like that view. I think it's a, a frightening precedent to put it down for us, for story writers. And I think people have been, uh, have been uh, uh, uncoolly uh, vindictive for you regarding that. Yeah. So, one thing that that I see continuously come up since your piece on Medium is this idea that um, I have been or people on the team have been unwilling to listen to criticism oh my about God. the game. I, I, I was a hundred percent off base with that one. So, but I just I would just like to, for perspective for everyone who read who read your piece and continues to spread that. Um, when I when I said on the Dick Show and in um, a few other interviews since that once the game was explained to people they they understood it and they enjoyed it. It wasn't to say that the people who played the game and didn't like it didn't get it. It's that there were people who were hearing misinformation about the game, particularly that the game has a flawed protagonist and the game is unaware of how rude he can be and how much he mistreats his friends, which is, you know, patently false. The whole crux of the game revolves around the fact that he has these very deep-seated flaws that he needs to work on. If not, it'll destroy reality itself. Yeah, and, I would say. Uh, hold no, on. I'm, 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 I didn't realize you weren't done. It's okay. So when I respond, you know, to, to um, when I was saying that, I was basically trying to say that once people knew that the game wasn't what it was being represented as um, that people gave it a chance and that you know a lot of people really found some enjoyment from it but it, it brings up this question of valid criticism and invalid criticism do you think that there's such thing as invalid criticism oh absolutely include and and both of them I would say appeared in my uh, piece and I've put an addendum both at the uh, I can't tell you how how much it's been haunting me I put an addendum at the beginning, an addendum at the end, and I removed a crack I'd made about your not listening because that's the last thing you did. I had unfortunately mistaken you for a, and here I'm about to, uh, I'm about to risk one piece of offense for another. But I had mistaken you for a sort of a, a Phil Fish figure who had somehow, who had struck back at the community or something. I saw a line and I'd said, "Oh no, another Phil Fish." Because I saw you expressing some amount of frustration, and I had made a straw man of you in my mind. Well, I, I you know I, I appreciate you, you know, you admitting that. Um, I, most people wouldn't be able to do that. Most people would double down. Like an example of of us like refuting criticism has been um, when people brought up uh, when they 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 data mined the game, they got the script file, and then they changed lines in the script. Uh, and posted them on Twitter to show... Oh, no! Yes. And this was all because some reviews early on didn't play the game in its entirety. They played the first couple hours. They guessed at the story. And they said, oh, the character never gets punished for the way he treats his friends. 
And oh, that's definitely not true from what I've seen. But I and it, it gets way it gets way worse. There are there are literal cosmic cosmic um, repercussions for for the way he acts. Now, um, if I if you don't mind me saying, uh, sh- sure, is there any chance that this myself not having played through it, I was reacting to the words I'd heard, which I understand were which I understand were 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 were. Uh, were amplified by the fact that you were on the deck masters show right a comedy but, podcast uh, that's all about yeah, being naturally. hyperbolic yeah naturally naturally but i'd been reacting to your words not under not having played the whole thing and i had gone on to the whole unlikable protagonist thing but i want to know if from your perspective not only having obviously completed the game but also having completed the game uh is there any possibility that there is some validity behind the criticism that even though you're aware of the flaws of Alex's character, and I'm aware of the flaws, and the script might be aware, that there is a narrative voice that people are able to interpret, in fact, probably prone to interpreting, that would imply that that Alex's actions not aren't punished, but are somehow uh, by a uninterpreted, or by an interpreted author's voice condoned. Um, I, I hope not. Um, I suppose that it could be possible. You know, I mean, no one on the team picked up on that. And, um, you know, during development, I don't think that was really anything that anyone picked up on. And if you, if you look at like, say like the Y2K fan discord and you see the conversations about the character, the people who have completed the game and given it a lot of time do not seem to have drawn that conclusion. Um, you know, since you're you're playing the game now, and I don't, I don't want to spoil too much, but you know, just in, for the purposes of defending I, myself, you um, don't need to worry about. I've unfortunately had it spoiled for me. I actually think it's a. I actually think it's an interesting ending you chose. Okay, yeah. So the the whole idea is to give the player a series of choices where they see how mistreating their friends um, can can really destroy relationships and. Um, you know, not appreciating the hard work your mother does and, and you know, and all, all these these other things, sure. these sort of like general selfish sort of like character flaws that would be kind of common in like someone in my generation extrapolated to like a, sure. you know, like a, a satirical degree. And um, in the game, um, the player is given a chance um, after the character has basically it's been revealed to them that the world will end because in every every existing reality they continue to make these same mistakes and at the end of the game after reality has been destroyed the only version of the main character that exists is the player and the player is supposed to go with that knowledge armed and say if you know if i you know don't reflect on myself if i don't treat my friends better you know there could be serious repercussions and because now I'm the only version of this soul left, you know, I have to do my best job. So that that's the intent of the story. And that's the yeah. message that it, you know, it, it's trying to send. Um, I think the one thing that I've heard people say is because the, um, the more villainous version of, of, of Alex has succeeded in destroying so many of the other realities, that he's a supreme being by the end, which justifies um, alex's ego well, um, that's, that's uh the the idea that you'd have to ignore a lot of context to try to make a mary stew out of a character who's destroying the universe well that's that is very true 
And I mean, also like Alex is a, he's a perpetual fuck up. He fails to get a job continuously throughout the game. Mm-hmm. His, his mother's in financial, financial ruin. And, and he, he basically refuses to, um, to contribute to it. So, I mean, no. I, I think, I think the game, I think you'd have to really frame things in a, like a disingenuous way to come to that conclusion. Okay. There are two thoughts as, that I've been having ever since uh, this whole uh, mess started sure. that make me wonder why the feedback was so vitriolic. And I think I've come possibly to two reasons why, because uh, playing the game, I have writing's my passion. I have my quibbles with the writing. I have a few, you know, of course I've got, but nothing that would that would make me so angry as to say what in the hell is wrong with this guy like the only only thing i've ever had that kind of reaction to was uh ugh, that movie sucker punch let's not get to that <laughs> but uh anyway uh n- nothing nothing so nightmarishly awful in fact in fact there was one line that i genuinely loved which was uh not even spoke by any of the characters it's sammy was taken from your party i right. thought that was clever as hell because it kind of uh cements this idea that something unfair has happened to both you and her and your character and her right but the reason i think that you've run into the sort of tidal wave of uh vitriol is twofold one i i worry perhaps that you hadn't abstracted your characters enough you wanted to make characters that you could see in the real world and i there's a part of me that appreciates that but i was talking to a friend and take uh did you play undertale uh, yes. Okay. The characters of Undyne and Alphys, I think, would just be far less likable if they were human. Be- but we are able to project onto them something much more lovable because they don't necessarily resemble anything that we don't want them to. Well, I mean, you're because absolutely it... you're absolutely correct about that. A Night in the Woods is the perfect example of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ex- yeah, and... I, I genuinely think Maborowski is one of the most unpleasant characters. One of the most unpleasant characters I've ever uh, I've ever played. But the fact is that she. All, I didn't look at Maborowski every time and think of somebody that I hated. Right. If that makes sense. Right. So now this actually is at the the sort of crux of of what I was trying to get across on the Dick Show. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if if you have and this this part of what I was saying was not included in your piece. Um, I went on to talk about Sherlock Holmes and this idea of, you know, you can have a character who's a, who's flawed and they're an asshole and they have all of these issues, but if they're beautiful or if they're, they have some insane redeeming trait, like, like, okay, let's take a look at the, 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 the Sherlock reboot with Benedict Cumberbatch. Here you have this beautiful man with this great tousled hair and you just like look at him and he's just a charming person. Now, if he was ugly... And he, he, like, like Alex is not a, like, Alex is supposed to be very average looking. And sure. I think a lot of people have a reaction to him because he, he does look like people that you know. And when, when we explain to people that there was an intention for, for Alex to be unlikable, we had, we had, we had two reactions. One was, no, you didn't. You're changing the story. Um, the game never implies that you're not supposed to like Alex, which of course is not true. Um, and that we just needed to make his character funnier when he was mean to people because it's not fun to play something um, that makes you uncomfortable. 
which are you kidding me? I, I would have actually uh, recommended the op thought that some of the writing was really funny, which was actually at times to the game's script's detriment. So uh, because I did start to find myself uh, endeared to Alex at times, and mm. then and then I'd see a line where I was like, oh dude, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So if in in this is something that happens commonly in theater. Are you familiar with the play This Is Our Youth? I'm not. Do you know Angels in America? Damn, I'm not caught up on my theater. Okay, so in, in theater, it's very common to have these really, really unlikable characters. People who are like perpetual cheaters and um, people who are just like sure. cruel to their parents. And in, in theater, more often than not, they don't actually grow. And the idea behind it is that here's like a slice of a cycle that keeps repeating. And sure. you're supposed to take away something different from it. So now but you know what you know yeah. what play did have that uh, six characters in search of an author. Okay, yep, that's true. Yeah, a lot of the well, yeah, it had this big meta narrative thing that I was trying to do, but uh, but at the end of the day, they were in a cycle. The idea was that they were frustrating their author, and now they're frustrating another author, and we don't want to spend more time with them. And then the play ends, implied to continue once again. Right, and. Um, so then when, when we tried to explain this to people, we were, we were told by various, various game critics and stuff who were spreading misinformation, they said, well, if that was really your, your case, you should know that games are about having fun. And if you're going to make the player uncomfortable, then that's not, you know, that, then that's not fun and you made a bad game. So when I was trying to say the thing about games not being art, what I was trying to get at. And you know this. This I completely did not express well enough because it was in the context of a comedy podcast. The idea was the audience has just as much to do with whether or not something is art, based upon how much they're willing to consume it. And the expectations from gamers um, is very different from, say, the audience that would go see a play or read a very dense novel, say something like Infinite Jest where you're expected to be challenged you're expected for things to be difficult at times and if if games are not allowed to do that then the audience has decided that what they're looking for is actually just pure entertainment something closer to a toy something something that is like a lego that you know it, it's all just about like a, a constant pleasant experience and I think that there are some games that have like really brilliantly made the audience frustrated, like Metal Gear Solid 4, when Snake is in the microwave, and it's impossible to control, and he's moving so slow as his flesh is being torn from him. You know, that's like a the you you know you yeah. kind of you need that feeling of frustration, um, in order for, you know, that scene to be as impactful. But now, do do you do you see my my point though about like what I was I, trying to say about like the audience? I do, but I, I unfor this is a, a point where I do have to disagree with you. I mean, that's fine. And not, not, not in terms of games should be fun all the time. In fact, in my article, I reference uh, Spec Ops: The Line, which is a game that I that I don't think is very fun at all. Yeah, I love it. To, I love it to pieces, but I mm -hmm. don't think it's very fun. Yeah. But and this has made me enemies, especially during my college years. I do think that, and this is not to imply that your game does not do this. I'm mm -hmm. not far. I'm not far enough to That's say that whether totally it fine. Hasn't. Totally fine. But I do believe that all forms of uh, fiction and entertainment have a have a, a, a uh, obligation to entertain. And I believe that it's possible that if somebody saw something where they weren't being compelled, that it's possible that they will filter it through the phrase of fun. 
because as as a guy who I don't feel like naming because we're I don't like him very much anymore. I apologize, uh, but he always, he said something a long time ago that really stuck with me, which was that the spirit animal of the game designer is not the auteur or the film director; it's the toy maker. And as such, we have somehow landed ourselves in a in a place where we filter everything not through the experience but through the language of fun. And so I would argue that, yeah, you bring up this distinctly not fun part of Metal Gear uh, Solid 4, and I bring up the distinctly not fun Spec Ops line, but I'm not sure anybody who was complaining that, and obviously case-by-case basis, it could go either way, but I think it is possible, maybe even likely, that if somebody was complaining about something that wasn't necessarily fun in, in Y2K, then they may have meant not compelling. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to everybody. Yeah, but so I also I th- think I think I think that that if if that's the case, I think that that's that's a totally valid criticism. Specifically though, um, the pushback we got on that was the the in-game forum on Isbin 1999. Um, the characters on there speak as people really do on unmoderated message boards. It's a cesspool. It's people who yeah. say some some really cruel stuff to each other. And well, I spend my years on 4chan. I'm very familiar. So we were told by people that we were basically not bringing something positive and that video games are about oh. fun. So if you have something that's that's not positive and is extremely negative, like the language on Onism, even though it's there for like a, a realistic a realistic portrayal, and some of it's pretty funny because some of it's pretty accurate to the kind of jokes you would you would see in those contexts. Sure. So um that was specifically what I was referring to about like something needing to be uh, to be fun. Okay. And um, I feel like I feel like the, the 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 crappy thing that happened here was because I wasn't able to frame it. Um, it came off. Now, mind you, part part of this is my fault. I should have seen this coming. I should have understood that the clip would be taken, and if there wasn't full context, um, that people wouldn't know what I was talking about and it could come off like I was just complaining about having people not like the game. Um, sure, sure, sure. And, you and, know, uh, and to be frank, that's how I took it at first. I'm, yeah, and I, I totally get that. But now, when you saw the quote, did you did you hear it on the, the dick show or did you see it written out? I, d- I did, but I did not listen to the entirety of the dick show. I did. Uh, I understood that it was an expression of frustration. After hearing it, yes, there was a part of me that had said to myself, this, it's clear that this guy is talking about a greater deal, but because I was in the I was in the throes of it, there was a part of me that said, "But that's a sentiment," which again I'd, I've seen in the games industry a lot in much more sincere terms than you put it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a sentiment I've seen a lot, and I've I have as of late become very frustrated. And so I saw that I'm like, well, okay. Here's, he's talking about something that I know very well. It's This is something I can push back against. Somebody talking about Sekiro's hard mode or whatever it is, I'm not primarily a designer, and I don't have the wherewithal to talk about that. But I do know my narrative, and I'm able to uh, I'm able to say something, and here's why I'm able to say with the very, very clickbaity article, here's why everything Andrew Allenson, director of Y2K, said was wrong, was because it was... It was uh, and boy, this makes me really sound like a butthole. It and was something cor- that I, cor- I was able correct, to de- deconstruct. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you said I knew nothing about video games. 
What a jackass thing of me to say. And, you know, I like I, I understand why you said it. Um, and the real frustration comes from now it's been picked up by YouTube channels and it's what? being it's yeah, I mean, I think it was oh, no. maybe it was hype hype something. Uh, they had a whole thing and I think they called it like indie game triggers SJWs or something. And, you know, they, they turn into a, like a clickbait kind of thing. And then, you know, the the lack of context, you know, continues to get perpetuated. Associations with Phil Fish go on. Images of the person who who is not me gets thrown around going, the author claims he's not a self-insert, but here's proof. He made himself look like the character. Okay, if this is going... If this is going anywhere uh, very public, would you mind if I make a statement just on my behalf? Sure. Just, uh, regarding this whole thing. Sure. I made the article reacting to your, to Andrew Ellenson's words. And they were words that, out of context, and and considering today's climate, were extremely frustrating. I took it out on you, Andrew Ellenson, as a person. I cannot apologize for that enough. Now, yeah. if now if these words were said in more sincerity, if they if these were uh, means by which uh, by which somebody was trying to strike at the games industry, then I couldn't uh, I couldn't disagree more. But I do not condone my personal attacks, and I think it's kind of a nightmare that I even got it out there. I I appreciate you saying that. I I really do. I I ask that when when we when we put this out in whatever form it, it comes out. That um, if you would just try and spread it as far as you can, oh, wait, um, wait. yeah, because your 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 piece actually it got spread pretty far, and it got it spread is. to people I... who I know in the industry who emailed me oh, to I'm ask very me. Very unaware of this. Yeah, well, you know, niche gamer oh, niche no. gamer picked up on it, and what? then from niche gamer it goes from there. So the, I, the thing has like eighty seven clips on medium.com. This is this is totally news to me. It only takes one person to see it and then to write something on a bigger site. It ended well, up on there. the Vice Waypoint forum where I was well, said that I was alt-right, which I'm not um, as far from alt-right oh. as you can get. Yeah, I want to say, there was another thing I wanted to say. I said I think there's two potential, two, there, I said there was two potential things why I think the backlash to Y2K has been so vitriolic. Sure. The first one was uh, that these were not abstracted characters, intentionally so. Your other one was, and I, 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 I hate to make a fool out of so many people by saying this, to, to make clowns out of everybody who might have anything negative to say, but I think it's simply, and I know where you were coming from using it, using the term postmodern in your title. That it's a, it, it's a word that I don't mean this in a sarcastic way, nor do I mean it, I guess, in a totally sincere way. It's, I guess oh, I always hated this term. Dog whistles a lot of people. To some people, it means to some people it means oh, this is an interesting thing that aligns with my politi political perceptions. To others, it's oh, this guy's the enemy. I should. I hope this thing fails. It's it's, it's interesting though. I mean, because I I think you're right about that. Um, when we named the game um, five years ago, we were in a very different different world than we are now. Um, yeah. You know, in in within that time, you know, Jordan Peterson has become very popular. And I think he popularized the term the term postmodern when he talks about postmodern neo Marxists, and um, I think a, a lot of people. My expectation, though, was that it was going to be the types of people who, you know, would say would be more sympathetic to a Jordan Peterson type who would have hated on the game. So if if the if the hatred had come from 
you know, some, let's say, for, for broad purposes, if it had come from something like the right and it wasn't attacked for, you know, being and not being woke I enough believe, or. Yeah, I believe a lot of the early hatred was early hatred um, on the trailers. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but then I, the actual actual reaction when the game released based on what you got from the um, uh, reviewers in the U.S., you know, it was much more um, like, you know, you would see things like uh, Alex comments on Vela's age. The game contains sexist language, things like that. And it was almost like, I think maybe people expected it to be a bit more, I guess you could say a a bit more SJW, which is a term I don't really like. I think maybe that was the expectation. So maybe them going into it, they wanted something that was a little bit more, um, you know, in in line with the type of the type of story they want to see. And um, so I, I can imagine that has something to do with it. Then I think there's also the issue that a lot of reviewers don't actually finish games that they play. Oh, that's yeah. It's a huge issue these days. They'll they'll play the first couple hours and then they'll they'll lie about having completed it, um, and then they'll say then you can say oh the game never acknowledges that Alex mistreats his friends. Um, there was I, I I wish I could remember what site it was, but it was actually when the thing first started blowing up on Reset Era. Um, somebody wrote, it speaks volumes to the author that the characters don't. The characters don't um, react negatively when Alex says horrible things, which, which, it, you know, well, okay, that's that is an uh, I think that's an uh, outwardly stated intentional ignorance of subtext. Yes, and it's an it's an ad hominem attack, which does not belong in a review. Oh, and it's and it's, man, I can't tell you how how uh, embarrassed I am by this whole thing. Well, you know, like I I I totally get that, and I'm sure it's been really uncomfortable for you. Um, oh, I'm, and, and, and sure, I'm not obviously not make this about. I think I think the 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 most frustrating parts um, is when you when somebody has a reason to dislike something, and they hear a new reason, it's just going to reignite that hatred. Um, so I people rem- who were already armed to to hate it, um, some based off of the fact that it's just not up their alley, and then some based off of the misinformation early on, like the game containing references to pedophilia, the game including sexist language, the um, you know basically like like things like that. So if if you've if you already don't, framed you it that way, expressing a a a, a wide a cast a wide net of frustration. Sure. The idea that you can't have these things in your story, no matter how it's depicted, is scary and weird to me. So if that's the case, and that rule only applied to art, I mean, to video games, would you say that there's there, that there's a different, a different standard set by the audience? No, and that's because I don't believe an audience uh, actually is able to uh, to influence art nearly as much as it would like to, even video games. I'm, I... ve- I'm reminded very much of the Mass Effect Three debacle, where yeah, they added the ending after everybody came out saying they hated it when a bunch of guys were still setting up uh setting up like a class action lawsuit and everybody was trying to i don't i don't care how bad that ending was and i don't care if they changed it they didn't affect the ending at the end of the day they wrote no part of it the author wrote okay so so i i I agree with everything you said there i think it might be talking past what i'm what i'm actually saying though okay fair. so um let let's say Let's say that 90% of gamers, 
and, and this is a number I'm just pulling out. Let's say 90% of gamers said, we do not want to buy games that have characters that make us uncomfortable. And any game that's like that, we're going to review horribly and we're going to launch, you know, collective campaigns against. And now I'm not saying that that's what happened to Y2K. If in this situation, and let's say that this is like completely concrete and it happens, happens to 90% of everything, then would you say that the audience is, it would, would be potentially holding back the medium and the, the audience has different expectations for this, this form of art than they would say a movie or a book? Well, yeah, of course, but that is framing the discussion through the audience. And I understand that's what you were doing when you made that original statement, but also I have to, at the end of the, at the end of the day, I'm very much an individualist. At the end of the day, I very much think that not only will people make the things that they personally individualistically want to make, but that they can't help it. That everybody ends up making the thing they want to make, whether the audience likes it that way or not. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I think that's true. And I think that, uh, and I, of course, I'm of the opinion that the boycott, uh, the boycott sentimentality that people have only takes them so far because... I mean, if you you, you you always hear these days about how much people hate superhero movies, but look at how much money they're making, man. If, if something looks fascinating or looks interesting to them, they're gonna go. And look, way back when I first heard of the uh, when I first heard of this thing, Y2K, a postmodern RPG, and I was of a more uh, I was of a more rigid bent. I've mm -hmm. made a lot of transformations in the past two years. Uh, then my very first thought was, ugh. Because you know what I mean? It's, I hear a title and I judge and I... But thank God I didn't affect the game when I made that... Ugh. Right. So um, I actually don't mean to say that the audience participation alters the art itself, mm -hmm. but that the audience participation um, and, and what what they... Okay, so do you know the, the, the critical theory that... Um, I wish I could remember who it is who came up with this, but it's this idea that art only exists with critics. Have you heard this before? I've not. It's a very common thing you hear if, if you go to school for like uh, literature or or music, and it's it's a very very common thing, and it's something that is created by art critics to sort of uh, validate what what they do to um, bolster the importance uh, of of being a critic. And, you know, sure. being, being a critic, like, honestly, it's essentially just, you know, being a Yelp reviewer, telling people whether or not you recommend something. There is a deeper level yeah. of criticism. Um, I think a great example of this would be someone like the YouTuber Klemps, where his criticism, like, his criticism is the wrong, the wrong word, but his, his reviews of things, they go so in-depth and they span, you know, sometimes oh, multiple 40-minute yeah. multiple videos that there's there's a, a lot of, of beauty in breaking down things that way but it's oh, uh, matthew mitosis phenomenal videos just like that yeah so in in that in that case you know critics critics add a lot to art but if if let's let's say okay are you familiar with um pointillism like the painting style pointillism i believe so i i've heard the name a lot like George, but, but no, George, George Seurat, he's like the the most the most famous. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So when oh, yeah, yes, yes, well, you're right. When when he so basically the way that it works is you you put a bunch of colors 
in really tiny points down next to each other to create the impression of an image. But if you look up close, it's just a bunch of dots. And when he, when you know, the the father of of pointillism created this 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 new type of color theory, it was rejected by all the critics um, because he they said that uh, it was basically just like oh it's it's all it's more based on mathematics it's it's all about you know tricking tricking the eye etc cetera, etc cetera. so he had a hard time he had a hard time exhibiting exhibiting um, what he was creating so obviously to him he was creating art and he was creating something that was very important to him um, but if if the critics if the audience who receives it um, refuses to acknowledge it as something that is is, is worth their time because there's some component that they, they reject as saying like art is not allowed to do this. Then I've, that's I've always found the, uh, the, I've got a lot of thought regarding the, uh, the definition of art. I apologize. I've got a bad habit of interrupting. No, it's fine. Um, but do you see, that's a little bit more what I'm trying to say about, uh, the audience's role in art. And I recognize, I recognize that, that obviously, and this is the the blanket statement everybody will come back to, art doesn't exist in a vacuum. Of course critics uh, affect art. In fact, I wouldn't have written an article about it if I didn't think the critics affect art because no matter what a bastard I was when I was writing the article, and yes, I was, can't deny that, but the idea was that I had this, I had this image in my mind of, of a Philfish who, again, I loved Fez, and I, I didn't take any joy in what happened. And so there was a part of me that had this knee-jerk reaction that said, I have the, the skills and capability to maybe change something, anything for the better in this regard. This, so what I'm saying is despite that, I wrote an article with a breakdown of what I thought, and I wouldn't have done that if I didn't think it couldn't affect something. Yeah, I do believe that audiences and critics uh, on, it, on an outward scale can affect art, but I guess I'm just a bit of a romantic when I think that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, a person gets a call to be an artist the same way a doctor gets a call to be a doctor. There's a most people agree that there is this inner yearning that somebody gets. Everybody, you look at the span of ways which you can contribute to society, and then something snaps, and you say, "Oh, that's the one I want." And then you follow you follow these these little uh, these little chances and these little ideas you have in your mind until you eventually contribute something. And I think that at the end of the day, people want to be able to affect that internal thing and can't. No matter what some no matter what somebody tries to tell me, if there is a part of my story that needs to get changed, then uh, let me relate this back to the let me relate this back to the original point, which was that your your statement on the dick show, which I was reacting to, was the idea that you're not supposed to, in terms of the game industry you knew, talk about these concepts and while i agree that while i agree that it sounded frustrating from there i don't even agree that the games industry at large is guilty of it i so, agree that there are sects of it and i agree that there are extremely frustrating people who will try to tear down the art that takes up a game but at the end of the day i think that you were going to make it the way that you wanted to make it. Okay, so I, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, and and I, I get the feeling that I just talked past what you were saying. I apologize. Again, I'm an, I'm, I'm an anxious dude. It's, no, it's, uh, it's, it's totally fine. Um, so do, okay. the, the, the way that, the way that I, I, I sort of see this is 
my my comment was meant to be that of course video games are art that there is a subset of people who have yet to realize this and they would rather have a toy and those okay, are the yes. people who, who who say i can't be made uncomfortable by something i can't have language in a game um you know that that i that i find i find you know disrespectful even if it's oh it also comes back to this issue where now if if a writer writes something people act as if the writer's condoning it like when quentin tarantino did um django unchained and the characters use the the n-word um for you know historical purposes and for for impactful purposes people go well why does quentin tarantino think it's okay for people to say that (laughs) and it's like well no quentin tarantino oh i i assume he doesn't think it's okay to say that and I think that's a right assumption to make. I don't think you need confirmation to understand that depiction of something does not uh, does not equal the con- the condoning of something. So then, why why is it that when people see onism and they see people uh, saying saying rude stuff to each other, we're telling people to go out and act that way on the internet? Why is that um, the assumption? Oh, I I think it's a uh, I think it's a childish notion. I think that from either side, because we were talking about how uh, Y2K uh, appears to both the left and the right, mm-hmm. I think either side who would have their way with any medium and try to restrict it into something that they prefer, whether it's one side saying that you're not supposed to depict anything problematic in your story, or another side saying, why do we have to have politics or, or, or writing in anything? Why can't it all just be fun machines? Right. I think both of them are extremely childish. Yeah, and, and, I think and that, ultimately they're both going to hold back the art form of, of video games. If, your frustration with that, I completely understand. So I, now, when 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 you when you hear what specifically I was referring to, do you see now what I meant by oh. um, pe- people want toys? They don't they don't necessarily want something that is is art. And now, Absolute, real quick absolutely, though, absolutely. But here's how, oh, oh, oh go on. I just I need to say that by calling something art, I'm not saying that it's good. <laughs> I, I know. That's a very uh, important thing. I'm not saying that Y2K is a masterpiece, <laughs> and I'm not saying that that I'm a misunderstood genius, and any criticism is is invalid. I just want people to comment on the content of the game that actually exists. Jokes on this guy. Animal lovers a masterpiece. Everybody go out and buy it. <laughs> um, no. Uh, okay. I guess the key place where I disagree with you is that it was stated as a generalization, and I think even those people, even the very childish ones on either side can be swayed and not just by an argument but by the story itself because uh you take metal gear solid for the microwave scene and i think that people were compelled before that happened to understand that what they're experiencing is a very intentional disruption from the norm yeah I so think that so you you are right about that you you can earn those moments and it, it yeah. a, a great a great storyteller can earn pretty much anything if they set it up correctly um but but the issue that that I was experiencing was people who hadn't played the game looking at stuff out of context and saying, look how horrible this is. This oh, yeah, character right. references pornography before they see something tragic, even though they didn't know what they were going to see on the other side. And the, uh, the fact that I added fuel to that fire to any way, uh, kind of, it, it makes me feel gross inside. It's not, if it, I, it's been like a day since I looked at the article, and namely because it kind of hurts to look at now. Yeah, I, t- but, I totally uh, get that. Uh, it's been it's been a while since I've looked at it, but I don't recall saying anything to the degree that there is something in your story that you should not be depicting. 
Yeah, and no, I I don't believe you wrote that in there. My point was that was that was what I was trying to respond to oh. on the Dick Show. Yeah, and I also wasn't trying to say that you were uh, 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 you were convicting me of that. Okay, cool. What I um, mean is that uh, what I mean is that I want to get that out there. Actually, I do, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna be I do totally have a, honest with you. I uh, didn't yeah. think this was gonna be a uh, a live thing that was gonna go out. I thought you just felt like having a, a little sit down. Well, <laughs> what what I what I I need to happen is I, I I do need the air cleared. I need it for the rest of the team. I need it for everyone. Anything I can, anything I can do to help that because I, I I regret the overly harsh and vindictive way I wrote it. And even though I think that some of my analysis in there was interesting, and I think that. A lot of what I said, even though I've gotten this way into Y2K, I think a lot of that still stands. I'm not sure that, uh, and again, I want to say this as friendly as I possibly can. I'm not sure you have completely succeeded in writing a uh, a workable, unlikable character. I apologize. I mean, I mean that's but, fine. Uh, that's totally fine. Um, I hope I hope that by the end of the game, you change your mind. Um, and if you don't, that's totally cool. Um, and I I think that you know there are. You can you can fail at one thing in a game and succeed at something else. And like the I think, music, it rules, man. Good job. Thank you very much. Well, that was one thing that was kind of kind of interesting was as people were criticizing the game, even the reviews that that hated the game, they all loved the music. And <laughs> while they were shitting on me for being a bad writer, they didn't they didn't, the, oh, they didn't acknowledge <laughs> that I wrote the music. I mean, obviously, I had a, a bunch of my friends collaborated with me. Um, you know, but the majority of the soundtrack is mine. Well, they and I made an enemy out of you. Nobody wants to. Uh, nobody wants to give credit to their enemy. It's 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 interesting to be on the receiving end of that. Um, it it's definitely life changing in a in a very negative way. But I actually have a serious question for you. Sure. So you wrote nowhere nowhere girl, correct? Oof, yeah. Can you can you justify to me why there's a scene where Sudo does something? particularly disturbing with a can of SpaghettiOs? Oh, the SpaghettiOs scene. Oh, my God. I want to apologize to everyone. The SpaghettiOs scene went too far. It was recommended to me by... You don't need to. It was... My apologies for the SpaghettiOs. I just... I, I don't know why you would do that. I think it's it's vile. Okay, 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 okay. I understand there are a lot of people out there who are offended by... Uh, by... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I I can't keep it up. I'm very tired. So if if nobody understands the the point I'm trying to illustrate is, it's very difficult to defend something that isn't actually in the thing you created. In your game. Yeah. And no, um, uh, well, see, there there I was. I wasn't even even able to keep up. The, oh. Right. You can't even keep the bit going because you're you're too busy processing. Like, well, wait, yeah, hold on. What are you, you talking about? The goalpost got moved right in front of me. Yeah. You. Right there, you said to me, I have to defend the spaghetti scene. I'm not going to lie. I took you seriously for a second. I was like, ooh, what was the most problematic part of Nowhere Girl? Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> and, and then you, I heard SpaghettiOs. I said, oh, he's doing a thing. Oh, and then I have to – so now that I've understood that's a really phenomenal microcosm for what we're going through. Now that I've understood that you're not taking a picture of the game as is, you're taking a picture from the game that I don't know. Exactly. I, I've never processed. All of a sudden, right. somebody's coming to you and saying, uh, oh, I heard about it on the Dick Masterson show. And all of a sudden, people were coming at you for uh, what, what name your parents gave you. Right. And, uh, and, and you know, I actually would like to comment on that. Um, I, I, I regret 
not being in the headspace that would be aware that that would be something that would be hurtful to people. It didn't cross my mind when I wrote that, you know, that intro scene five years ago. Um, you know, it was something that didn't occur to me. And, you know, a few of my friends are transgender and they played the game. And, you know, they, they, they even said to me afterwards, like, I'm really sorry that I didn't pick up on that and that, I, you know, I wasn't able to, to guide you through it. And I, I, I feel, feel upset that if there was someone who played the game and they were hurt by that, when the game is overall supposed to be like a, a positive thing. And, um, you know, so that's, you know, that's, we, we changed that text. And um, I just wish we thought of it sooner because if there was one person who, who, who played that and was hurt by it, you know, that's the last thing I, I ever wanted because that sequence is, is not supposed to make anyone uncomfortable. That, that sequence is, is quite literally just to, to generate a character based off of the player for story purposes later on. Okay, uh, going a little bit further than you have here, I'm not positive if I were in your shoes with that kind of thing. I haven't run into it yet, except some people seemed uh, seemed a little bent out of shape that in Animal Lover you can choose your character's gender, but that's whatever. I haven't come across something as large as you have. I'm not positive I would do a grand uh, apology to the public for that. So you, okay, on this, on this, I apologize to you for the way I spoke to you. If somebody came up to me, and somebody has come up to me, and was offended on your behalf, uh, instead of, if they, okay, if somebody said, uh, you said mean things about my friend, then I would say, oh, that's a shame, I'm really sorry. But if somebody said, you said bad things, and so I think that you ought to feel bad for it, well, fact is, I do feel bad for it, but not because I hurt that person, but because I said, uh, I said, frankly, very rude things to you. And I think that if there was if there was a transgendered person who was hurt by the thing by this opening st- uh, scene that made them uncomfortable, then I would say to you, I am sorry. But I feel as though the backlash might be manufactured to some degree. I think there are people who weren't made uncomfortable by that. I think that, and I think that an outward, generalized apology. I'm I'm not sure if you deserve that. If that makes I, any sense. I. I think I think that it was definitely a possibility that there there were people who were trying to push the controversy. Um, like I think I saw some person say that, that they hadn't from both sides, man. Yeah, definitely. And both I, directed at your game. Yeah, and I think I think um, it's like I wished on a monkey's paw. Like like I I did I made some sort of mistake that no matter what you know nothing is gonna go right. And I think I think though at the same time like. When, when it comes to, you know, to, to language in, in games that's speaking to the player, you know, obviously you definitely want to be as respectful as possible. And I wish, you know, I wish that I had thought of that. And I, you know, it's, it's something that in the future, um, you know, I'll definitely be a lot more aware of when doing it, whether or not there actually was anyone who played the game and was offended by it. Um, it's, it's a valid thing to point out. Um, Okay, it's a it, it's fair that you would say, hmm, I regret doing that, and it would be a shame if somebody was made uncomfortable with that. But I also think that anybody who would be outraged at you for something that you've come out and said that was, that and have changed, I think that they're not doing so in good faith because I think that it's hard to it's hard for me to see anybody apologize for an honest mistake. And I'm not and it seems like an honest thing to me because what you were trying to do was find a way find an interesting way to 
somebody what their real life name was. Yeah, I and mean, I, I th- without I using Facebook a... integration, which was the sure. other option. Which I'm, which oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm glad you didn't do. But, uh, but I think if somebody saw that, and it made them uncomfortable, and then they came to you and, and said it made me uncomfortable, then yeah, there's there's something weird going on there. But I think it's also not more likely, possible that somebody saw that and said, and said, ooh, you're not supposed to say that. Like they've been finding a lot of things in your game that you're not supposed to do. Yeah. That's, I mean, that makes sense. And then at the same time, you know, people took it a step forward and they said, well, actually, the whole point of asking the player their name is so at the end of the game, um, there can be a, a dead name prank on anyone who's transgender playing the game. And, you know, that's still out there. So I think a lot of people, they read that, then they see your piece on Medium and they go, oh, this guy who made this game is a horrible person. He's, he's alt-right and he's... He hates transgender people. Well, uh, he's either alt-right or he's an SJW. We, we, we made an enemy out of everyone. Pick your point. Right. You're, you're going to be something bad to somebody. Yeah, and I think, though, that there there's there's varying degrees to how, you know, how bad that, that actually is and how much damage that actually does. Um, you know, with, with Y2K, I think that the, the worst outcome out of all of this is the image of the guy who was a fan once upon a time. I kind of doubt he's a fan anymore because people keep posting his picture and claiming that it's me. Oh, he's got to understand that that's not your fault. I hope he does. I, I hope so. You know, and you know, in the beginning, we did everything to try and to try and like dissuade that. Um, but you know, ultimately, you have no control over the narrative. You have no control over how people are going to do it. And the more control you try and you try and put on it, ultimately, um, the worse it becomes. Um, again, this isn't me trying to make anything about me, but sure. here I am. I was trying to fight back against what I saw to be an adversary uh, for a uh, developer who was, again, Phil fishing his, uh, his, uh, his frustration onto the games industry. I tried to fight back against that, assuming I had some control over the narrative, and now the narrative has become because of the mistakes that I made and because of the way it's been twisted. Again, far worse than I could have imagined, not even 20 minutes ago, into I want everybody in the world to see what a bad person Andrew Ellison is. Yeah, and like it's interesting to see like how you know your your intent can be, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a piece and and comment on on this thing that I, I think is a criticism of the games industry, where it's actually supposed to be more of a, of a criticism of a certain certain types of, of, of gamers, not all gamers, because I actually think on average, I would say most gamers that you run into at conventions, they're all really cool people. And, you know, they're all oh, really yeah. down to earth, you know, but it, it's the, that vocal minority that goes out of their way to destroy things because this is what happens. So if you have, let's say there's, there's 10 people and these 10 people really hate something and they go out of their way and they, they edit the script, they post doctor's screenshots when of course, a... it's all justified because of the bad person they've Im- imagined in their head. Exactly. And for me, it's like, well, you're not actually responding to anything. You were you were responding to me. But the other people, you're not actually responding to anything that we created, that the team who worked on the game created. You know, I see a lot of people act as if as if I made the game all by myself. But, you know, you know, there was a, a large, a large, you know, group of, of people who contributed to this project. And um, when once once you you have a reason to hate something, 
you put that out there, someone scrolls past it and they go, oh, the developer of Y2K is a, a sick guy who has a, they have a sexual obsession with a dead girl. That's disgusting. He, he's um, an alt-right SJW? R- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, now I got to hate this person. Right. And then, you know, then they bring in my, my late mother into it and they, Whoa, what? yeah. Um, one of the, there's a lot of comments about how, like, you know, I, I was, um, claiming that i was like a bad son and i was like talking to my my mother about like, like uh i know alex is a bad son alex is a bad son and i am once again i'm nothing like alex <laughs> contrary to popular opinion um sure. i actually would like to talk to you since you're a writer um we'll go a little bit lighter here let's talk about um the construction of characters and let's talk about where ideas for characters come from so for Certainly. you when when you when you're crafting like let's say the protagonist of your most recent game when, when, uh, yeah. when you're crafting this character, um, what what goes into it? What do you draw on from real people? What do you draw on from personality types? And, and how does that how does it, how did it come together for you? And then I'll describe well, how Alex came together. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, uh, well, here's the thing. I think this is a this is. I'm kind of self-taught when it comes to writing, though. All I know is that people, for the uh, most part, seem to like my stuff, so I must be doing something right. But it's going to sound kind of blasphemous that the character is usually the last thing I think. What I think about is more events. What what would be an amazing moment for a person to have? And now I've got to come up with a character to fulfill that event. Unless it's a character study. Like, unless it's... Which uh, I'm sort of getting out of Y2K, but... I'm also convinced that part of the mystery, part of the story comes not just from Alex's actions as a character, but also this strange mystery with this other dimension that's happening. Whatever, that's not what I'm getting at. Uh, how do I think of a character is I think of, in a very mechanical, cold way that a lot of people I imagine would think, I would think of who would be the most interesting vessel in which to have this crazy thing happen. Which I can imagine is how, uh, I mean, you're going to tell me, but I imagine is, in a sense, how you thought of uh, of Alex. Because you thought to yourself, you possibly thought to yourself, this is all just conjecture on my part. Uh, what You you had the, I, I imagine a version of you, I imagine a lot of versions, I imagine a version of you who thought to himself, we kind of repeat the th- same thing over and over, don't we? And isn't it strange how as much as we'd like to break out of these cycles, often we don't, and often we're slaves to being ourselves. And you thought, what if there was this amazing, uh, ethereal, otherworldly mystery that had to do with watching somebody try to break out of who they are? And then I imagine, well, that'd be most difficult for somebody who's kind of a bad guy. And I imagine that's how Alex started. But that's just my, again, conjecture. I imagine, I, I think the character is is very not very often the very first thing that people think of that's interesting um i think that those all seem like super creative ways of of problem solving uh when writing a story um the character of alex so when when i first set out to create the game with my brother we wanted to make an rpg that um in some ways felt like a haruki murakami novel something that had elements of magical realism elements of postmodernism um and basically because our game is is set in the u.s 
um, it couldn't have a, a Murakami-style protagonist because the Japanese tend to have very different personalities. The, it, the Joe Everyman is very different. Yes. Japanese Joe Everyman. Um, now, uh, have you read any Haruki Murakami? I read some Japanese literature in college. So, uh, What would be one of... A Norwegian Wood, 1Q84, The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle, Kafka on the no, Shore. unfortunately not. Okay, so he's he writes everything he writes, with the exception of maybe two or three novels, is from first-person perspective. Okay. And which is why Y2K is is written from first-person perspective, with the narration of Alex recounting the story in the future, talking to the audience. So there's a, a novel by Murakami, South of the Border, West of the Sun, which the thesis of the story is that only only children are always selfish. And only children are basically, they're stunted in some way by having not had to share with, with siblings growing up. And the characters in that book are, they're, they're relatively, relatively unlikable. Like the main character is always cheating on his wife and he's cheating on her with somebody else who was an only child. And he seems to think that this gives them like some sort of like cosmic connection. So I was very interested in, in people who have, people who project grandiose um things onto the mundane um people who who can who can justify their actions by seeing some sort of connection that isn't there and at the time i was dealing with somebody like that in my personal life and i I, it it continued to sort of just like bend my mind that they could come up with these cosmic spiritual explanations as to why it's okay for them to just, you know, keep shitting on everyone and being a dick and disrespecting their parents. And so I, I was thinking like this type of person, what would it take for them to change? What would it take for them to, to undergo some sort of transformation? And um, so it was a combination of, of trying to write like an, an American style of South of the Border, West of the Sun style characters, um, mm. while also trying to reflect on why this person I knew who was really self-destructive would behave that way and um what what sort of happened you know as as i'm, as I'm crafting it is i i realized that or okay i realized it realized it might be a bit it might be a bit grand i suspected that this person was essentially under the under the um how should i phrase this that it would take this person for them in order for them to undergo some sort of insane transformation they would need to realize that their experience in their life could have easily been completely different, that they could have been born to different parents. They could have been born to different circumstances. They could have been. So the character, have you come across Rory yet in Y2K? The, uh, is He's, that the, I think I may have seen her briefly. She's in the arcade for a uh, No, that's, that's Vela. Rory, Rory's a, he's, he's a boy character. He's in Windtown. Oh. So you'll, you'll, you'll come across. Yeah, him. No, I, yes, yes, yes. I think I, so, so his character is meant to be the the opposite of Alex, whereas Alex is handed everything in life um, and is ungrateful for it. Rory has to work for everything in life and um, tries to be grateful for it, but it's hard because of how much work he has to put into things. And um, so he was basically meant to be like the sort of like antonym of, of Alex. And then in the game, it explores um, essentially parallel lives. So in, in a different reality, Alex's circumstances are completely different. In a different reality, Alex could have been Rory. In a different reality, 
Alex could have been Claudio and Chandra's missing brother who didn't get any attention when he vanished because they were two black people from, you know, a relatively like, you know, poor area. And it wasn't sensational enough for it to get on the news. So the whole thesis of Y2K really is supposed to be that just because one thing is your experience doesn't mean that that is the experience everyone else will have. And I, I think that for a lot of people, if they could internalize that, that would be a, a great step to, to take in order to change. That was one of the first things I actually remember noting about the character that he'd clearly not gone through a sondering experience. That in a sense, the people around him were, were actors in his story. Yeah, and... He's, and a he lot sees of this. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no. You're, you're what you're going to say is going to be more interesting to me. Oh, uh, that I saw him talk to. Was it Rory? Give me one second. Uh, okay, no, I've not run into Rory yet. Oh so my God, I'm maybe Michael. Right now. The, the, Michael, perhaps. Michael, he's where it wears a striped hat, shorter hair. Yes. Okay. Um, I looked at the way that he the casual conversation, which again. I, <sighs> I got my quibbles with, I'm not trying to say one way or the other, but I did notice the quality that he does talk to them very much like a protagonist in a story where a lot of people are... Uh... Actually, I thought this was one of the benefits of you not having abstracted your character too much, where there's a lot of conversation you can have with NPCs, and a lot of them are jokes, and some are pretty funny jokes, but the fact is that when you have a character who looks so much like a person, and he's talking like an anime protagonist, in a sense that it reveals an inner selfishness that was that isn't totally intention that he's not intentionally trying to reveal. Mm. Does that make any sense like Yes, uh, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, totally the, makes the sense. The other people are actors in his story. He he runs into this mysterious girl and and she doesn't know what an elevator is and he's thinking to, and his thought is what kind of person he well his inner thought is what kind of person doesn't know what an elevator is and there's only two interpretations you can have of that line which is one he, his knee-jerk reaction is a little rude and kind of ignoring the mystery behind this person. Mm -hmm. Or two, that, uh, oh, I lost my second, I lost my second one again. Uh, well, anyway, the whole point is I don't think there's any interpretation of that line that you can have where his very first thought is what kind of lived experience would this person have to not know what an elevator is? Yes, and his, his reaction is, is only about his internal frustration towards it. Yeah. And, um, it's it's interesting because I, I've I've essentially had for people who have liked the game, I've essentially gotten two reactions. One, people who see themselves in Alex and they say that they feel personally attacked by it, and that it it did make them want to change. I've I've had four four people say that to me. It's not a huge number, but to me that feels pretty effective. If if four people are saying it, that's that's pretty cool. Oh sure. Then there's the other people who go. I knew right away that Alex was supposed to be like the pretentious dick. And that he would, that, you know, that the, that he was going to have to change that, like they understood. And, you know, I, looking back, like if I wrote it differently, um, or if I wrote it again, um, Alex's narration, um, would have revealed his regret much sooner than it does. But I didn't do that out of fear that I would reveal the fact that he's recounting the story in the future oh, sure. too soon. And um, um, it's a sacrifice that I should have made. So that's one thing. I, I would definitely change that. Allow me to say, there's something I want to get out there. I'm not worried about embarrassing stuff as a person or anything like that, but as, as a writer, 
I would be embarrassed by the idea that what I wanted to communicate to youth from my art was the idea that you just should have been more uh, ham-handed about it. Mm. It wasn't my intention for you to say, it's you. It's your job to make sure everybody knows that he's an unlikable character right away. Yeah, and that, I... That's not what I meant to... Uh, I, I'd be embarrassed if... Well, I say I'd be embarrassed if that was a scene that was taken from it, but the fact is, what makes me so sick about this is that I, in a sense, handed a cudgel with for people who didn't write the article to attack you with. I, yeah, uh, and I, I actually think that ultimately that was that was the, the 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 true hard part about the article coming into existence, especially right before Easter. Like it oh, it, it it turned like the whole like the whole like Easter weekend into just like a like a like a shit show. Like you know, because you know, I, I I try and take my time to formulate responses. I try not to be reactionary. So I ignored it for the most part. You know, I, I didn't I didn't try to read the comments too much, but. Then the emails start rolling in. It's like, hey, why don't you think video games are art? Why why oh are you God. disrespecting video games as a medium? It's like, well, that's not what I was trying to say. And I'm sorry that it came off that I way. I don't I don't think I I don't think I have as much reach as an individual as the as the sort of ethereal reach of people who are looking for a cudgel. Or people who see something as uh, as a weapon with which to attack somebody who they are supposed to hate. So and, I want to say that I'm going to I'm going to push this I'm going to push this as hard as I can, but at the end of the day I'm okay. This isn't me trying to exonerate myself at all, but I am going to say that I think people were looking for it. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, think, I think I think you're were, right. We're looking for this article, and I will say though that I do forgive you for writing it, and I sincerely appreciate you apologizing for the for the damage that it did, and sure. oh and. Oh, and one, another thing I want to get past you. I don't have a. I didn't really have any plans to delete it, namely because I've put on there that I'm embarrassed by it. But also, it's not. I, I want to know if you have any thoughts about this because it's not my intention for to go any further. Right. But I also have no intention of covering up anything. So. Yeah, and I, I don't think that you should. Like, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of censorship. I'm not a fan of self censorship. I think that you know, editing articles is is good enough. I think that. For me, you know, all I ask is, you know, once, once I, we're going to, what I'm going to do is when I'm done recording this, I'm going to send it to an audio engineer friend of mine. He'll clean it up. He'll get rid of a bunch of like the awkward pauses and stuff. And he'll, sure. he, he won't change the context of anything anyone says, um, you know, then we're, we're going to put it out there. And I just ask that you, you know, you, 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 you say to people like, Hey, you know, it's, it's easy to, to have looked at this guy as, as one thing. Um, please consider listening to this conversation um you know to maybe see see what they're actually really like and yeah, especially since uh especially since you have been and i and i'm saying this from a personal end, uh uh and to anybody who's listening to this from all our communications leading up to this nothing but a class act well i mean i, I really appreciate that i i try and practice what i preach i, I made a game about self-improvement so the last thing i'm going to do is write someone off for a mistake like like a great example would be uh you know um, I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm not going to mention the person who did this because in my book, they've, they've, you know, they've done a lot to make up for it. Um, a YouTuber, um, who was very excited about the game for a long time, they bought into the hate and they beat the game on their stream and they're like, well, you know, there's things I like about the game and I did have fun with it, but I really hate Alex. So 
Um, no one should buy the game. Here's a link to the DRM free version. Everyone just download it. Oh. And they oh put, my God. they put it in their Discord. And, um, you know, they realized oh, just what a, a breach of every terms of service that is. Um, and they deleted it. But, you know, there was still still pretty crazy that someone could hate and dehumanize the team who made the game so much to do something like that, especially because this was someone I had communicated with. So, you know, we reached out and we had a conversation with a, a conversation about it. And, you know, and they, they were very sorry. And, you know, they they donated um an approximation of the amount of money we we lost on the amount of people who downloaded it from their link they donated it to a charity and um you know then they they gave out free codes of the game to people and saying hey check this out you know i, I misrepresented it and that's cool but i gotta say like but- it to do that with every single person who, who you know who who's who's effectively running a misinformation campaign is impossible i'm wondering are you cursed man what happened I, I don't know. I, it, it it does it does feel a little bit like that. It's gotta and 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 the more I talk to you, the more I understand the reaction. Where it's just like, why am I being punished so much for having for being experimental with this thing, for having an unlikable character? Why uh, why why would I have even tried if people were going to hate it so much? I get where in the in just the small span of our talk, I totally get that frustration where it came from, but. I and I want to say that even though I understand that your words at their core I still have to disagree with in terms of uh, I think I think you've been attacked by a very a very vocal crowd I think and myself being part of them but I think at the end of the day everybody in fact I said to myself starting this thing with uh, starting this thing the best thing that could happen would be that I'm able to talk to Andrew Allenson and I think that I think you were frustrated. I think I think you had every right to be. I appreciate but, that. Uh, here's a question for you: sure. am, am I what you expected? Hmm? Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. I was I was wrapped up in the throes of internet. Yeah. That it's it, it's it's a hell of a drug, man. I mean, okay. So here's if I seem perhaps a little more prostrate than even I was expecting to right now, it's because. Uh, it's because I like to consider myself to be a Christian, and uh, I, 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 people are surprised when I say that. I don't know why, but I'm surprised by myself this time for not realizing that the person I was trying to get to was a person. Um, yeah, and you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, and I, I, I do, I really do appreciate that. And I think yeah, that it, 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 from that specific religious point of view, that was so far from okay. I think, I think that that now you've apologized the healing process can begin to quote Albus <laughs> snow from get him to the Greek. Um, okay. I, I think I've, I've done, I've done it a few times now. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, I want to say, Oh, it's cool. But you know, obviously like it, it, it's hard to say it's cool because like we're, we're I'm sure. still dealing with the backlash. Like, you know, I think I couldn't have imagined what would happen. Um, yeah. It's like, my hope is that, like, you know, I saw a niche gamer reporting on what I said. My hope is that the, the guy who wrote that article can, can hear this conversation. And, you know, I'm happy to talk to them. I'm Honestly, I'm happy to talk to anyone about, about video games, about Y2K, about, about art in general. You know, um, I try and be as accessible as possible. Um, because I think that it's really easy on Twitter um, to say the wrong thing. And it's really easy to 
also speaking on a podcast or um, even you know in a recorded conversation is also difficult because if it gets transcribed, it's really easy to lose the intent because it's you know sarcasm does not come across. Oh yeah. You know, in so, but I don't think either of us have said anything in this conversation that's going to get us into any trouble. Oh, I, 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 I disagree. You disagree? I think I screwed myself. I think I've, I think I've screwed myself. A not, not in terms of a, a, a you and I or anything that I want to say to you because everything that I have to say to you is coming from a personal angle. This, except for that one statement that I said, that I said where I want to tell everybody that I do not condone the way that I attacked Andrew Allenson, that I said that before. Everything that I had to say to you, I mean, and I don't regret any of it, but I also do have a strange uh, paranoia when it comes to active apology, mm. because the fact is that I've, I've got to eat crow here. I understand that, and I'm going to, but I, but I know, I already see the, the lines out of context. The writer of uh, the writer of the article or creator of whatever, who, however anybody refers to me, apologizes for offending whoever. No, I don't apologize for offending anybody. I, I apologize for the means by which I have ne I have spoken of you as a person and have negatively affected your experiences. But I can already see, I can already see the uh, the oversimplification, if that makes any sense. Yes, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of and sense. That's not going to stop me from. Uh, that's not going to stop me from saying what I had to say, and it can't now because it's in the past. But what I'm saying is, I can already see it's going to get. I can already see how it could be or would be twisted, and I don't regret it. Don't. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're in a very weird place in our culture at the moment, especially with with you know Twitter kind of being like the main form of communication. So everything starts at, at Twitter and then it trickles into you know reset era into Discord. And then, you know, like Waypoint Vice and, um, you know, things like that. That tends to be like, you know, how things flow. So, like, you know, Twitter's the toilet and then the sewage just <laughs> trickles down to all these different, you know, containers. And, oh, yeah. That joke I said earlier, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be uh, Indie Dev calls Andrew Allenson alt-right SJW. I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Go on. I mean, I, I will go on the record as saying I'm not alt-right. <laughs> So you can, yeah. Um, I think I think though, for me, my hope is that this conversation will at least be heard by you know at least half of the people who who saw one version of of what you of of what you you know yeah. you wrote on and how that spread. Because you know then I think I think there will be a little bit more context, and I also think we can set a good example. Um, by having like you know civil discourse about a disagreement man, on something I, man i'd like that I mean, man i'd like that an awful it'd be really cool I, I'll, I'll i'll put way more effort into spreading this than i than i did my medium piece but i yeah if even half of those people saw it it'd be cool in fact i'd like to see if i can't uh you said it was on wait a second do you say it was on hype break uh I'll, let, me, let, let, let me look up the actual let me pull up. Um, I have a somebody sent me the video. Um, yes, send, I thought and, it was. And send me uh, anybody anybody else who may have seen it. I'd like to talk to personally, and not just to grow grow my brand because that would not be a, a wise idea during one of my darker hours. I mean, yeah, now's not the time for that. 
yeah. So that's not what I'm doing. But I would like to talk to them personally. I'd like to say, here's what you said about my article. Here's what I'd like to say to you. Uh, yeah. Because hype, now, that, hype, now hype. that I've said what was in my article and I've talked to you, I'd like to talk to anybody who it reached. Yeah, uh, it was hype break. Okay. Um, hype break. Got so, it. Um, yeah, and like what you know what? I, niche gamer, you said. Niche gamer reported on it. Yeah. Okay. And it was interesting because I actually think that um, actually here's one question that it really had kind of boggled my mind. And I, I don't know why I forgot to ask it until now. Was there a reason you didn't include the source of what podcast the conversation happened on? Uh, no, not particularly. That okay. Was, uh, no. Y it, yeah. Cause my it, thinking it, it, was it, had, you know, had the audio been there, had, had there been a link to it, it would been really easy for people to hear the context. Okay. No, I, and here's where I disagree with you. I don't think it would have, I, I mean, it would have been in better form of me to have, mm -hmm. but I don't think that any, because I didn't, because I, I, I listened to you and I saw the context, but I did see it as, I still saw it as an insult. That's not me trying to tell you that, boy, you really fucked up this time. Yeah. That's, um, that's me trying to say, I, it was, in, and it's not trying to me trying to excuse myself. It was in bad form not to include it, but I'm also not convinced that it would have changed the reaction. Hmm. I mean, maybe it's, I, I, we really have no way of knowing. Um, of yeah, I would just, you know, in, in the future, uh, citing sources is, is always a good thing because, um, That's then the, the people who cite you, then they don't have a citation. Then it, you know, it, it starts from you and the actual quote contained within, within the, um, within the medium piece, um, yeah. actually was redacted and was, was missing elements of what I actually said. Um, I had a, I had a transcriber, uh, transcribe. Um, the entirety of my interview on the Dick Show, and um, you can you can see you know certain things were missing, and um, but yeah, I, I think I think that if if one thing comes from this, um, people can see that like there are, there are ways to disagree on things that can be super civil, and yeah. I think that I mean I don't know I feel pretty great about this conversation. I feel like you and I can you <laughs> message each other and talk about what we're making and pick each other's brains on what's a good idea and what's a bad idea. And oh, are um, you kidding me? That, 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 so, that sounds like the dream. Yeah. I, I, the idea that anybody could take the things I, I said and then we could say, Hey, why don't we just, why don't we just talk from here on out? Yeah. I mean, I see Which no is, reason why we can't be friends. Sweet. Sounds good to me. That's, that's, uh, that's again, all of this for me. And I understand not for you, all of this for me, Except now, well, I had I, gone into this conversation saying maybe it's gone as best as it could, but I had not realized how much it had spread. Right. So no, I guess it hasn't gone as best as it. Could. Yeah. So honestly, I think I think we can we can leave this here for now, and um, you know, we'll uh, like I said, I'll, I'll have this edited, and then um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll send it to you as well, and then you know, we'll do our best, you know, to to try and, and try and spread to spread this. Um, sure. and I want to thank you for having this conversation with me. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people would have just run away from it and I oh, respect trust that. Me, I, I, had, I had considered it myself. Okay. Well, it's, yeah. it's cool that you, uh, you know, that you, you took this route and, um, to add anyone else out there, you know, I'm always, I'm always down to have conversations with people about things and I'm not looking to, you know, sort of like, I'm not looking to. I don't want I would they I wouldn't want them all to be public, you know. I'm I'm more interested in oh, sure. in like private conversations with people. You know, I'm not looking to start a podcast. I'm not looking to 
you know, yeah. become become like a, a personality or anything. I just am trying to to clarify the contents of the game, and um, you know, once again, like it's 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 cool if you don't like it. Just um, don't like it for the stuff that's actually in the game. That's well, all I, I disagree. Ask. I think every private conversation we have is going out in public. I'm doxing you, buddy. This is it for you. <laughs> okay. Well, please share our our Twitter DMs. <laughs> I think I think those would be good to share. Everybody like ah, Twitter DMs leaked. Hey, do you want to talk? Sure, it's not a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, before I go, you should plug your games because a lot of my fans oh. are going to listen to this. Oh God, no! I think this. I think that's a terrible idea. After what I, uh, I don't know. Ooh, those sales would be nice. Um, no. I don't think I will, but I will say this. There is something I want to say before uh, to anybody still listening. If you hate Y2K, take it out on the game, not the dude. And if you if you, if you you love the game, then let the dude know. I don't know. It's you, Positive and negative, you treat differently because people are... I think, that, uh, I think that when you hate something, you want to hate the person behind it, but and then when you love something, when you love something, you want to love the person behind it. But I think I don't. I've never thought that that love and hate are equal, but opposites. Never. I think that uh, I think that you should appreciate the people who make the things you like. And if they made something you don't like, then don't hate that person because hate is not good in any in any degree. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think that that's that. There's there's a lot of wisdom in that. Okay, and with that, hey, it was great talking to you, and uh, hopefully we have another conversation, and next time we speak, maybe some good will have come out of this. Hey, sounds good to me, man. Cool. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Will do. You take care. Bye-bye. Later. Later.